0: You're listening to M-Square Podcast, India's leading marketing and entrepreneurship podcast, which was featured as a top 10 podcast to look out for by Miss Malini. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this episode of M-Square Podcast. This is your host, Anurag Malik Today, our guest is not only a fashion and a lifestyle influencer, but she is also the founder of a very intriguing and a very unique fashion clothing brand, ...that goes by the name Holy Sheik by Megha. She is Instagram verified with over 33,000 followers. She is featured in GMA, Yahoo and Marie Claire. Ladies and gentlemen, the guest for today is none other than Megha Rao... ...who is the founder and owner of the brand Holy Sheik by Megha... ...in which she has taken up all her experiences... Which she had when she used to visit India to her grandmother during her summer vacations. All of the experiences of clothing, of buying clothes and of stories that revolved, that has formed the major part of the ideology. And you can say, in a way, the true essence of the very popular clothing brand, Holy Sheep Bamega. In this episode, we will delve deep into what inspired her to start this fusion clothing brand of the Indian and the Western styles. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, let's dive right into this episode of M-Square Podcast. So hello everyone and welcome back to this exclusive episode of M-Square. Today we have with us someone who has been the force behind the fashion and lifestyle influencing. She's the founder of the brand Holy Chick by Mega. She has taken some time out to talk with us today and she is going to talk about life as a fashionist, a digital influencer, content creator and an entrepreneur. She sets an example for being extremely successful, ambitious, fashionable and an international woman everywhere. Today we have with us Miss Megarau. She has been she has a very expert taste and represents a positive force on social media as we have been through our Instagram. And it really you know radiates positivity out of it and she has been a fabulous she has a fabulous outlook on life and business and today she'll share some of her insights about the fashion industry and how her journey has been as a whole in this conversation so welcome mega welcome to m square it's an absolute pleasure to have you with us on the show
1: thank you and i love the work that you're doing i've been following along for a while and i love the variety and the diverse types of people that you bring on so i'm very excited to be here
0: today Thank you so much. That really means a lot. So, you know, Mega, like, like we've been, we have followed you on Instagram and, you know, try to follow the work which you have been doing, but still it's, I think it's just a part of the entire, uh, you know, you can see the spectrum of work, work, which is which you are doing in the whole field of fashion yes. lifestyle and, you know, as a brand, a holy check. So you know if you can let us know more about yourself and about the brand and like how your journey started and how it has been so far.
1: Sure. So, um, I'll, I'll basically start with saying that I'm, I'm a daughter of immigrants and I was born and raised in New okay. York. Um, but I consider myself to have very close ties to India, specifically Mumbai. Um, and I say okay. that, yeah, I say that because, um, you know, growing up, my, I was, I'm an only child, my parents would go to work. And usually they said, you know, in the summertime, we we send our kids to camp. Uh, my parents couldn't okay. really afford that when I was growing up. And so, Instead, they sent me to India every summer. Okay. Um, yeah, so I would, go to, I would go to Mumbai. I remember, like, my grandmother, she would pick me up from the airport. And I would spend my entire summer with her. And I feel like this is where I just learned to appreciate and understand our culture from a different lens. You know, going there for three okay. months, coming back to New York, you're just exposed to such differences and such a variety of culture and lifestyle. Um, and I think that played a big part of who I am today as a person and as an entrepreneur.
0: Okay. I mean, like that's very really in- intriguing to understand, right? You spent your like entire summers in India. So you might have some really amazing stories, you know, which have later on inspired you to become an entrepreneur, to start your own brand. So do you remember any such stories where you felt, okay, this is something which I wanted to and like a story which, you know, might have stayed with you throughout the years?
1: You know, the one that comes to mind for me is uh, my nanny would take me with her to Mandir. Um, when i would, okay. when i was in india and i like i would always look forward to our walk home i like I liked going to there, but i really enjoyed the walk okay. home because we would walk through the markets and i remember just buying random things i was like nanny i want this i want that and it, it was like <laughs> a fabric like a dupatta and a jumka like okay. just random things and i will come back and start playing with it and making different unique things out of it and i think um that's what sparked it for me like there's such beauty in in all the different things that you know the artisans and the craftsmanship of india that i got to see at a young age and just start just use my imagination at a young age and just come up with things
0: okay so you know that that is the sort of connect which you can have like you know like you I did, did spend a very, uh, we can say a limited amount of time in India, yeah. but you were inspired by the culture out here. So, you know, like the brand, Holy Chick, first of all, the name is very intriguing to me. I mean, like, so I would want to know how did the brand came up and, you know, like how you, uh, you know, fused, like uh, the fusion of the Indian and the Western culture, how you have, you know, managed to do it and how it has been working out for you so far.
1: Yeah, I think, um I think a lot of women like myself, we we feel like we're in between two different worlds, right? We're, we're South, okay. We are have South Asian roots, but we're born and brought up um, in America or Europe and different places But yeah. we want this connection back to our culture. And for me specifically, it's a memory of my grandmother. It's a memory of these summers that I spent. And I think the fashion brand, um, it just resembles those synergies. It, it brings together both of these worlds and it makes it easy for people to show off their culture in everyday life. It's not, you know, just for a wedding or for Diwali, but if I'm going to the gym, I can take a bag that was made out of a sari yeah. with me. And that's very special to myself and the women that shop my brand. Um, and the name Holy Chic, um, if you think about, you know, you said earlier, like the, my whole background is very vibrant and colorful. Yes. Um That's that's, you know, part of our namesake, holy, which, you know, of course, symbolizes spring and color and love. I wanted that to showcase through the brand. It's also very relatable in America. A lot. Everyone knows what holy is. It doesn't matter what your nationality or background is. Um, And when you combine it with chic, um, you know, I grew up in New York. And if you think about New York street style, when you're walking around and, you know, you're window shopping, the word that comes to mind for me is chic. That That is what, you know, represents the fashion scene in New York. So the combination of those two things, to me, um, symbolizes the brand. And I think it just, it, before anyone even looks at the clothes, you kind of already have an understanding of what what you'll find.
0: Okay. So uh, the word holy comes from the festival holy you're talking exactly. about, right? Exactly. Yes yes oh okay so now I can make out why that's so colorful (laughs) you know like like you're really resembled so like now this you know really raises a question in my mind right so when you make a fusion brand in the U.S. and like when you're trying to infuse an Indian culture into it yeah so uh, I want to know like were your primary customers mostly the NRIs who have settled out in the U.S. or like were the uh, people from the U.S. okay were more uh, acceptable to the kind of clothing which you are making because it's not completely what they would be able to understand though it has an essence of what they understand, as you mentioned, that with the New York, you know, streetwear. But again, like, was it difficult for you to penetrate into the U.S. market, and how did you do it?
1: Yeah, so primarily, my audience was the NRI audience, and you know, okay. the, the reason is we had very limited options available when we started Holy Chic seven years ago. There were no brands really here in the U.S. that captured this, you know, in between of East and West. Okay. So originally um, it was an NRI base. It was girls and women that were looking for clothing for weddings. Um, But over the last seven years, it has evolved. We are now um, in retail stores in New York, which have a completely diverse audience. It's not South Asian. Um, it's, it's purely American and anyone can walk yeah. in there, any background, any nationality, and they're all buying our clothes, which I think is, um, I think oh. it's amazing, right? I think it's such a beautiful yes. thing to, you know, the way that somebody would go to an Indian restaurant, a non-South Asian person would go eat a samosa or, you know, yeah. a veneer. It's, it's the same thing. Like now they're embracing our garments and our clothing in such a fun, unique way, which they didn't even know was possible. Like. To them, it's like, oh, I just wear a sari, but no, you you can wear a blazer that's made out of a sari. You can do so many cool things. Um, so I love seeing um, that cross culture fusion that's taking place.
0: So yeah, Meegha, like as we were talking about, you know, like uh, the, I really like the example which you used. You know, like an in, uh, South Indian will come to a uh, restaurant and eat a samosa, and like you know, like they'll be what you can say they can explore new. Yes. Uh, what do you say? Cultures, yeah. But similar the way that your brand has been working. So, what was a major challenge you faced when you you know launched your brand? And like, was uh, what was the major challenges uh, you faced, and how did you eventually overcome them?
1: Um, I would say the competition came in right. Like we we were one of the okay. um, we were one of the first to you know introduce South Asian fashion, make it accessible and easy to get in the states. Um, and once people see that there's a success, right, you're going to have people that come along yeah. and, and do the same thing, which is fine. Right now we have more options, more brands for people to shop. Um, but for me, the challenge became, how do we remain different? How do we stay unique and not be like everyone else? Because then it becomes about you know the cost and who's offering something on sale. And that's not, I don't yeah. want to go there, right? I want it to be something that's very special and meaningful to women. Um, so for me, it was it was just about creating and and thinking differently constantly. Like it never stops for me, right? It doesn't matter like what time of the day. I'm always thinking of what else can we create that still gives us, you know, the essence of holy chic is still true to our brand, but um, it's not what everyone else is selling at the end of the day.
0: I think that that's one of the most uh, difficult phases you know when your competitors start coming in they start offering similar products at a little pr- lesser price but you choose to keep up your identity what has been your USP is the you know, the ideology and like, it's more rooted into you, I would say, you know, like you have stories from the past to which you connect to, you are not trying to copy in someone, you're just trying to, you know, Im- act. Uh, what you can say, like, you know, uh, give people what you already had in yourself, like the stories which you had when you went with your nani, you have explored, touched those things, you know, when you used to buy when you were a kid. Yeah. So there is a different look and feel when you create the same thing, or when you try to create the same thing, and which others I think cannot actually come up into terms with because they will what, will be trying to do is learn what mega is doing let us try to do something like that because it has worked for her but nobody would like to know like why it worked out for her because it was so imbibed in you since you were a kid so i think that yeah i think that is one of the very nice things you know like people forget when they start a business or whenever they're starting their own venture and i think holy chic is something which really might which really connects with you first and because it connects with you on such a deeper level it connects with the people who are there outside you know buying your clothes I think this is similar with how we look into Nike, right? Because Nike, or let us say Apple, because it connected so much that it's eventually it's the quality and the story which is behind the work which is being created. And I think when I talk to you, when I'm listening to you for so far, it just feels a similar feeling, you know, like what Holy Chic would mean to its customers who are buying your products. So. Uh, You know, like when you had your first customer and like when you started doing good, how did it all feel? You know, like seeing it, like what have you have been manifesting for so long, seeing it come into real life. So like, you know, was there any customer who came to you and told you, okay, I really loved your product. How did it all feel? Because, you know, we all feel butterflies when the first time we get... No, you know, a good response. So how did it feel to you and how was it all about? Yeah, I mean,
1: it was obviously the most amazing feeling. And, you know, I remember early on, it wasn't maybe my first customer, but one of one of the very early ones, it was a mom that was shopping for her daughter. And I remember her saying, my daughter is going to an event, a Diwali event at school and she's wearing one of your dresses. So the dress was not, you know, it was not a kameez, it was not a Lenga or a sari. It was a dress that was made out of a sari, like a one of our recycled saris. And the the mom said to me, she was so proud to go to this event in her school with all these non-South Asians, wear this dress, tell everybody what it was about. And I saw myself in that. Like as soon as as soon as I read okay. that, I was like, oh my, like this is like literally me, like 10 years ago when. I was trying to understand who I was and I wanted to show everything off my culture to everyone. Um, that was how I did it. And and to read that, it was the most, um, that is what really drives me. Like when people are like, what, what does success mean to you? Yeah, money is important, right? You need money to, yeah. to sustain your business. Yes. But it's those stories when you read them and you instantly are just like, wow, I'm actually making a difference in somebody's life through fashion, through something that, that brings me so much joy. Um, It's like, it's just a dream come true. Like I I never imagined it would be where it is today. Um, I started dressing my friends, my family, and now it's evolved into um, dressing strangers and and seeing and on the street when I'm walking, it's just a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful feeling.
0: Yeah, like, you know, I can understand from the voice, like the, there is an enthusiasm in your voice when you speak about it, you know? Like, you know, when they say, like, when you really have felt something, you become very empathetic uh, Empathetic when you, like the other person feels an empathy, like, okay, this has happened to this person in real life. And I could feel that, you know, you can say spark when you speak those lines, right? So I think this is, this is one of the reasons why Holy Chic has become, you know, such a good brand or like, you know, it has grown so much. And we've also seen that, you know, like once your brand has gone well, You've transitioned into being a fashion influencer on Instagram. So you know, like we uh, like the posts you create. Like, so how the whole fashion influencer journey has been for you? You know, like now and how how do you cope up with the ever changing trends? Like, do you try to follow trends or like? Uh, I'm certain, certain trends you might have had also created. So how do you try to manage the trends? Because they change on a daily basis and how your whole journey has been as a fashion influencer.
1: Yeah, um, that's a really great question. Um, I never planned to be a fashion influencer. It was not a goal. Um, It just happened. And um, I remember for me, the turning point was during the pandemic. Um, What was it now? 2020? I don't remember. March?
0: Yes. Yes, Dwendy, dwendy, yeah.
1: So, you know, I I consider myself to be a very creative person. I constantly need something to do. I need to create, I need to do things all the time. And it was really hard for me. And I'm sure so many other people to be locked in at home and, and not be able to go out and do things, right? Like all of a sudden yeah. it's taken from you. So, um, I turned to social media and, um, I remember, uh, I think it was like in March, I spoke to my business partner. I'm like, what are we going to do? Like we we sell clothes for weddings. We sell clothes for all these events and they're not happening anymore. So are we shutting down? Like what are we going to do? Right. And um, at that moment I had a decision to make either I figure it out and start thinking differently right away or I quit and we shut down and, and see what happens later. Um, And so I chose um, option A and I went to Instagram and I started, um, I started what was called the Sari Denim Challenge, um, which was like back in like March or April of 2020.
0: And it was literally
1: me um, playing with, I took jeans and I took a sari and I created this fun little look and I invited people to join me and create their own unique look and tag me and like have fun. And I started reposting all these different looks. Um, and so that, that trend went viral, um, early during the pandemic. And with that, I feel like I kind of saved my business in the most bizarre way because our audience grew. Um, I started creating, products out of out of starries like um hair ties and face masks and so people had like a variety of different things that they could now purchase from holy chic at the same time um and from that point i just realized that the people were curious to see what outfits i would wear where i would wear them um how i would style okay. it so um i started noticing that that was the thing that people gravitated to they're like oh if mega's wearing it to you know, this wedding and she's showing us like you don't have to wear a langa to a wedding. You can wear a business suit that's made out of sari. Oh, okay. Then I can um. do it too. And I want to empower women to think differently, think boldly, not just in their fashion choices, but also in their life, right? Because um, you know, I, I quit my I quit my corporate job during the pandemic. Um, and I and I went full time with holy Chic. And, and that's that's a bold, very scary decision for for a woman, especially a mother. Um, but I, my goal is to not only empower you to embrace your culture through fashion, but also to live a bold life and to take risks and chances. And through, um, through my fashion, now an influencer career and journey, I have the opportunity to show women how I do that. So that's that's been um, the most exciting part for me.
0: Okay, so that's so amazing, you know, like you took that leap of faith, you know, leaving your corporate job and doing it full time, which takes a lot of guts and also courage at the same time. And it must have been really difficult for you to make the decision and, uh, you know, like a decision which a lot of us struggle with and the decision which I can something personally relate to before, you know, taking that leap of faith. So what was that, you know, that that point where you said, okay, now I need to, you know, do Holy Chic full time. So what was that uh, particular point, uh, particular, you know, thought, a chain of thought which you might have had before you left your job and started doing this full time.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, let me start by saying it took me seven years to make this decision, right? So, okay. so I'll start by yeah. saying that it a lot of people think this happens overnight, and it and it sometimes it does. Like sometimes you're fortunate and, and it can happen for you. But I'm a mother, right? I have two kids, yeah. I have a home, I have a I have a lot of responsibility. So I had to make this decision when it was when I could look at it and say, I'm never gonna look back. I don't want to take this risk and then look back and have to go back to my corporate job in a yeah. year. Um, I also have kids that are looking up to me. Like it, it, it's a lot of um, a lot of pressure sometimes, right? Like you, they saw, they saw mommy quit her job. They saw me struggle, they saw all of it. And I don't want to show them that, oh, I'm going back. I want to stick through it. Yeah. I want to show them that it was a success and it worked. Um, for me, the turning point again was after, after the pandemic. Um, our volume of sales actually increased during the pandemic. Um, and that was because like we started creating t-shirts and scrunchies and all okay. kinds of different things that still have that South Asian flavor. Um, and what I was doing was just hiring people, hiring this person, hiring that person, just trying to keep my business alive and afloat because I couldn't do both anymore.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: and so at that point, I said, if I don't invest in myself, like I'm just going to keep hiring other people to build this brand and build my dream. I'm going to stop hiring and I'm going to do it myself. And um, it's been now, I think two years, it'll be two years uh, this past April. So um, it's just been an incredible thing. I um, I, I believe that you know, you set yourself up for for success. I don't I never want to look back, and I have no choice but to continue. Um, and that's the model that I that I choose to follow every
0: day. Yeah, no, know, Mega, like listening to you is just so inspiring, you know. And like uh you you like people do not usually share their whole journey, like whenever they're trying to, you know, share the journey. They're like, okay, I left it. This was the you know trigger point. But you actually mentioned the point that you took seven years to make that decision. And that really empowers a lot of people who might who are going to listen to this, you know, that it's okay. Like some of like a lot of us, even if you say if I talk about myself, I I would like to say that decision is eventually going to take me two to four years or even maybe five to six years to do it but and to, to come uh, and when it comes from a person who has actually done it and actually shares that it took her seven years and it, it has you know gone down well for her like you know the kind of courage which you have had and the determination you know like you decided that you will not look back and that might have been a really tough phase to deal with. And now like you have come out with, uh, you know, shining colors, I would say from that. And so it must feel really amazing. And like, you know, like now you're doing amazing as a content creator on Instagram also. So how does it feel, you know, like you you created a brand from scratch and now you started your journey as a content creator and like as a fashion influencer on Instagram from scratch and to see it flourish, like how does it feel to you? Like, you know, as a person, okay, to see your dreams come true that, uh, you know, in the beginning, you might have been doubting yourself, okay, whether I would be able to do it in this scale, at this scale or not. So how does it all feel to, you know, see it all, you know, go through well, so well?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a rewarding feeling, right? I think for anyone, no matter how much time it takes you, when you have a target and a goal, and you achieve it, it's a very fulfilling feeling. But what I think continues to motivate me is the community that follows, right? Because now yeah. it's it's not about oh I can just buy nice clothes. It's I'm here to show you I'm proof that you can be a mother, you can be a wife, yeah. you can have a job, you can quit your job and you can start your own business and be successful. Giving women that inspiration and the motivation to chase their dreams is really what drives me. The fashion is great to me that comes very naturally, but the the underdog in all of this was the fact that I became this almost like a, like a role model, which I never expected to be, but it's happening and it's happening with young girls. It's happening with mothers. And um, I find that to be the most rewarding and fulfilling part of what I do.
0: I I understand, you know, like my mom has been a working woman. So we have looked out to her, you no. Know, she has been. She has her own business, which she has been running now for a, a, around 23 years. Wow! You know? What does she so, do? What is yeah. the business? So, so uh, yeah, so she has a beauty salon. Wow! So she has been, yeah, so, yeah. So she has been doing it for 23 years now. She has grown it from one room to you know like Gosh. two floors now. So yeah, so that I we see a journey, and I can relate. So you know, like how you might have worked. She also had a job. She had a government wow. job here in India. So she left the job to take care of us, and then she started it as a, you know side income, so that you know she get more income into the house and then she started growing it. she left her job and focused full-time so it's I think your story is something which I can personally relate to also in a sense and I understand how much struggle it might have been for you and you know when it comes from you it it feels so genuine and I can I'm actually feel inspired when I listen to you you you. (laughs) You know yeah, yeah
1: and I'm sure like your story too like if you just think about it right I'm sure watching your mom has inspired you to do what you're doing right now. Yeah, agree, agree, totally
0: agree. Totally. So maybe my son will do
1: this one day. He'll take the leap of faith watching his mom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, obviously, definitely. I mean, like, he'll be a proud son, you know, like... (laughs) So uh, I mean, like, so you know, Megha, talking to you is so inspiring, and it really feels great to talk to someone who has, you know, not only believed in herself but also, you know, taken the necessary risks and eventually that final what you, we we I call it leap of faith, you know, to yes. actually jump into the unknown, knowing not knowing what would what would happen, and leaving behind something which was very secure, you know, very settling. Totally. So it, I that that's so amazing and inspiring, Mega. This has been one like you know a really amazing conversation. Thank you. So. Uh, so yeah, Megan, So we wanted to ask, so you know, if if anybody's listening, so anyone who is listening to this, what would your, you know, advice would be as an entrepreneur or as a content creator, I would, I would want to get both of you, like both advices from, you know, yeah. to someone who's just a, a starting as an entrepreneur in a fashion world and somebody who's starting as a fashion influencer, you know, something which has right. a words of wisdom from your end.
1: Yeah. So I think you touched on it before, right? Like you, you have a unique story, everybody, there's yeah. so many influencers, there's so many fashion brands, Right. But what is it inside you that's driving you to create? For me, it's my journey. You said it earlier, right? It's your story with your yeah. grandmother. It's how you felt when you visited India. When you look at other people and say, wow, this person has success. Let me do what they're doing. That's a yeah. shortcut. That's that's an yeah. easy way to almost set yourself up for failure because it's not coming from your heart. It's not coming from something that, that represents something unique about you, right? And so I think um, if my any advice I would give is whether you're looking to start a business, whether you're looking to become an influencer, don't copy everyone else. Right. You asked me before, do you follow all the trends? No, I don't follow all the trends. I follow the ones that make sense. Right. Like everybody like right now, what I'm noticing is it's all about comedy. It's all about making people laugh, which is a great thing. But I'm not a comedian. Like I'm not going to go jump on this trend because I saw five people get a million views because it's not real to who I am. like It's not, it's not going to come out authentic, right? So my advice would be don't follow what everyone else is doing. If you enjoy beauty, if there's something that you love, if you love Indo-Western fashion, if you think of somebody, um, what's her name? Uh, Komal Pande, right? She, yeah, she's yeah, an amazing um, fashion influencer. She, Every time you go to her page, you're going to find the same thing. She doesn't try to do comedy. She doesn't try to do beauty. She's, she sticks to what is working for her. That's it. That's what's made her so successful because she's so good at it and she stays in the same lane over and over again, right? So my advice would be find what's unique to you, be consistent, stay true to it, and don't jump on every single other trend because you see it's working for somebody else.
0: So that is so true, Mega. I mean, like, you know, when you say that you have to stay true to yourself. And I think that is something which I personally follow also, right. you know, like not trying to do something which a lot of people are doing because we all have something that comes naturally to us. Exactly. And, you know, we can always find it. it. It takes, it might take a little time, but at the end of the day, we always find it like, you know, like how you connected with your um, Nani story and how you used to come to India and how it has influenced your, you know, uh, i would say the format of content or the type of content you create right. and that is because it comes so naturally to you That is that's why so many people connect with it because it's very natural and i think that's a wonderful piece of advice and i know if there is something which i i will take back from this conversation would be the to the courage which you have had and you know like how you have made it so simple and you're know, like it, your thought process sounds so simple you know like it's very clarified you know there is not there is not too much of what do you say uh, hodgepodge in there, like you're very clear on what you want, and you're very clear on what your brand should represent. And that is something, you know, which I'll take back from this conversation. So Omega, it has been an absolute pleasure to host you. And it has been an amazing conversation, I can say, and you're such an inspiring person and really inspired me a lot today. So thank you, Megas, for taking out your time. And it has been a pleasure to host you. If, if there is anything you want to share with the audience before we, you know, come to a conclusion for this episode.
1: Um, no, I just, um, I really appreciate the opportunity. I, um, I just hope if I can leave you with anything, if there's any, um, young women, young men out there that, um, you know, want to pursue something, it doesn't matter what age you are, where you are in your life. Um, you can absolutely still go for it. So don't ever feel like something's, you know, holding you back, whether it's, family age you know time it doesn't matter like the, there's always an opportunity for you and um i hope that my story can inspire you to to take that leap of faith as well
0: thank you so much Megha. You. It has been absolutely amazing to talk to you awesome thank you so much for listening to this episode of M Square podcast it has been an absolutely amazing conversation with miss mega on how her journey as an influencer and an entrepreneur literally has transformed her the most intriguing part which I felt was how her experiences as a kid of visiting India during the summer vacations is the true essence of for the brand Huli Shiga Megha and that literally makes the brand stand out from its customers in the same market segment if you have really if you have liked this episode and if you feel this episode can be of help to someone you know do share this episode with them and I would really, really like to thank Ms. Mega for taking out the time and for having this amazing conversation with us with so much insights on how you can make it big in the fashion clothing world. Thank you so much Ms. Meghara for your time and sharing your experiences and stories with us. And do not forget to check out our recent episode with Mrs. Banda Mr. Gaurav Ashisha and also our exclusive series with Mr. Gujugaru Kamlesh, that is Mr. Kamlesh Kumaru from the Shark Tank season one. And also do not forget to check out our exclusive five-episodic series with Shruti Said, a.k.a. G.A. from Shararat. And until next time, as we always say, stay quirky, stay different. And this is your host, Anurag Manik, signing off from M-Square Podcast.